Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time with you and your word. That your word is alive, that your word is profitable unto us. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that we, the people of God, may be continually and thoroughly furnished unto every good work. And Father, I thank you personally for giving me the tongue of the learned, that I may know how to speak a word in season to them that are weary, that my preaching and my teaching should not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but with demonstration and manifestation of the Spirit and of power. Therefore, Father, we say thank you for hearing and answering my prayer and the prayers of your people to receive a word in season in their lives. And all of God's wonderful people said, Amen. If you would, open your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And we're going to continue our teaching we began last time on letting yourself be. Letting yourself be. And it's not, not trying to be cute with that title. Really, it's out of Scripture. Let me read it to you today. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, new species, new kind of person. See, when we come in Christ, we're not just another human. We are human, but we're a supernatural human with God living in us. Let that settle in. You're not just another person, my friend. I'm not saying you're better than people. You're more empowered. You're connected to Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. And so he says, you're a new creature. He could have said, you're another person. But he said, you're a new creature. And that's huge. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. In other words, behold, he wants us to see and notice that our life has changed. And that's what we're going to talk about, about your identity. See, that word in the original manuscript of Greek words, and what says, if any man be in Christ, let him be a new creature, it really means let him be. Let him be a new creature. We have to let ourselves become who God has called us to be. Yes, you're born again. God lives inside of you. But sometimes life happens, as we said last time, gets in the way. And we hold up. We don't believe who we are in Christ. We don't believe we really have the mind of Christ in some areas of our lives. We don't think we can overcome some, some situations. Some of them may be birth effects, for example. And therefore, we, some people may say, I, I have a challenge here. My eyes or my feet or my hands. Yeah, you believe in God for your healing. Maybe it hasn't manifested yet. But you give up on life, you don't have to. Many people have done things dramatically with even no arms or no legs, can't see, and have a traveling a life where they travel and speak and encourage others because they decided not to settle given what, how life has dealt them certain life circumstances and situations. That's what we're talking about. It's us letting ourselves be the person God has created us to be. Now, I would like to do a brief highlight here where it says let, and I'll get into more detail later on next time. The word let, in fact, I was waking early this morning, and the Lord had me look up the word let, because that's a key piece of what we're talking about, let yourself be. And the word let, obviously, is mentioned many, many times, but I want to point out that it's so many times mentioned, there aren't verses, there are verses, but it's in the appendix. And I want to show you what's, some examples of what you can see, that this let is not a gimmick. 
No, we need to let ourselves be who God's called us to be. God says that throughout the scriptures. Let me give you four. He says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. <laughs> In other words, don't go to bed angry. Don't let yourself do that. How many times people are mad about this and that, and they go to bed, and they know the scripture. Ah, I'm just too angry. I can't even cook. I can't do nothing right now. You won't let yourself walk in the peace of God. Yes. Yes, you let it go too far, as opposed to constraining yourself, because, see, when you let yourself be who God's called you to be, it is a decision. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy or even natural all the time until you mature in some areas. It may be a, it may be a challenge for you. But yet, don't let yourself go to bed with upset and mad. Another one. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Let it. Yes. The kind of mind Christ has. Now, you know he didn't have a defeated mind. <laughs> he didn't have a mind said, well, I don't know. I'll see. It's not for me. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody who talked that way. You talk that way because you don't know who you are in Christ if you're a Christian. If you're not yet a Christian, we want to help you find, out, find him and receive him in your life and learn who you are in Christ. The third one, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Wow. A lot of people are afraid about a lot of things. But God is saying, let yourself not be troubled. And there's trouble all around us. We have to learn to embrace who we are in Christ and accept the scriptures as it is written and believe that is who you are. See, we've got to take time to meditate in these areas and really, and really let it go deep and then act it out by faith. Otherwise, we're expecting it automatically happen because we, I said it or you said it one time, you've got to believe it in your heart who you are. I will not let myself be troubled. Well, how can you do that? By looking at the, at the God that protects you, provides for you, and helps you. That's why you cannot be troubled. So you identify with God that he's your provider. He's your helper. He's your protector. I've been reading Psalm 91 every day since the pandemic started. Yeah, every single day, the entire chapter, verse 1 through 16. And it's powerful. And I've mentioned our church community. I mentioned the categories and the workers and elders and deacons and deaconesses and my wife and family and, and our, our family on my side and my my, my, my side and, and my assistant daughter-in-law's side, and all, all the family members, I've mentioned them by name and by category, and I prayed this. Yes. And guess what? God protects. God honors it because I let myself receive it, and I believe it. Yes. And you can do the same thing if you let yourself believe it. Yes. Because belief is a choice. That's why God keeps putting these words in Scripture. Let yourself, or don't let, some things you shouldn't do. One more. Let the peace of God rule your hearts. <laughs> we need peace, my friend. I can't believe you're so peaceful with all the stuff going on. You're not upset. God wants to live that way. He wants to make good decisions and trust him. God, he has American handle, my friend. <laughs> yes, he's not upset about what's going on in a political situation. Doesn't mean you don't vote, you don't express your concerns, but don't get all caught up. He says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. We have to let it. If you don't have peace, you're not letting it in. That's what I'm talking about. Let yourself be. And what it really comes down to, my friend, is about assuming personal responsibility. 
Too often we're going to click our heels, and then all of a sudden it's done. No, you got to believe something and walk it out. Say, walk it out. Walk it out. Yes. Now, let me just briefly view before we get into the next part of this teaching about this woman we talked about last time. And she had a bleeding problem, and she came to Jesus, and she got her healing. And Jesus made a very powerful observation. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. And what Jesus was doing, he was identifying the fact that she identified herself as a daughter of Abraham, having a right to all the blessings of God. We just heard the songs about the blessings of God and the promises of God. Wonderful. But you have to tap into it and believe it's yours. Believe you have a right to it. And so when she came in the press in the crowd and touched Jesus' garment because she heard that by doing that, people get healed. So she believed she had a right to it. It's not just touching him, touching, trying something because a lot of people were touching Jesus and they didn't get healed. Yes. But she got healed because she believed as a daughter of Abraham, healing belonged to her. And guess what? As a child of the living God, saved by Jesus Christ, healing belongs to you. And until you settle that in your heart, then you're going to not let yourself receive it. You have justifications. Well, that's a hard situation. That's, I've known people that got healed of coronavirus, my friend. Come on. That's powerful. They believe God. They caught the disease, but it got healed. Healing is, is necessary because a sickness occurred, Okay. An affliction occurred, and so it happened. And guess what? The pastor, it's a pastor I know in, in New York, and he called me, we're talking, and he said, this is what happened to me earlier in the pandemic. Powerful. Yes, 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 yes. In fact, he began, the guy said, get up and walk. <laughs> he got up and walked. He had this kind of difficult to breathe. His lungs were kind of burning. He's getting better, but his lungs are burning. God said, now get up and start walking. And the doctor came in, what are you doing? He said, I'm walking. He said, God told me to walk. And the more I walk, the better I feel. The doctor, the doctor said, I never thought about that. <laughs> Guess what? God thought about it because God created him. Yes, yes, yes. yes. See, he, would, he could have stayed in the bed. I guess I'm going, I'm going to die like this. I guess I may never get better. No, he started believing God, acting like he's a son, a child of God, and that healing belongs to him. Like that lady with the issue of blood. She didn't stay at home after all her money was spent and got discouraged and mad the doctors took all of her money. She got in the crowd and looked for Jesus. Healing belongs to me. She said, if I touch him, I'll be made whole. That's bold. What gave her that boldness? She's a daughter of Abraham. Guess what? As a Christian, you're a child of God. Yeah, and also you also are a daughter or a son of Abraham as well. So... I want to encourage you as we go forward in this teaching. I can't cover it all, my friend. I want to encourage you to start reading the scriptures. Like I mentioned, I gave you an assignment last week about Ephesians chapter 1. But start reading the scriptures with your identity in mind. Read it from the vantage point, seeing yourself in scripture. Don't just read it because i got to read three chapters a day or two chapters of X number of verses. No. Read and look for you in there. And then accept that that's me God's talking about. That's me God's talking about. And then receive it in your life. Read the scriptures with your kingdom identity in mind. Amen. It'll help you. Otherwise, just reading. 
You don't take it personal. It is nice, just kind of going through the, the process. No, you want to say, what are you saying to me, God? Oh, okay, that's another aspect of my identity. I'm going to receive that too. That's who I really am. I'm going to receive that too. I'm going to let myself be. Say, let myself be. Say it again. Let myself be. <laughs> now, your maturity will bring you into a deeper revelation of your identity so you can walk in your destiny. What do I mean by that? You see, it's a maturity, maturity receiving and believing and accepting who you are in Christ. We have to mature in this area, my friend. Not just only patience and love and long-suffering. That's part of it, fruit of the Spirit. But the maturity in who you are in Christ. Yes. Because when you mature in who you are in Christ, you embrace it. You don't question it. You don't put it aside. You walk in it. It's the maturity concern. And guess what? As you mature in your identity, it opens up the door for you to walk in your destiny. I've been talking a little bit about this in our Bible study at noon. See, your, your identity opens the door for you to walk in your destiny or your purpose and then your provision. Yeah, your provision. See, your identity, your vision, and provision. See, you have a bit clearer vision when you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you have clarity of vision when you know who you are, my friend. You have identity in Christ. A lot of people say, well, I'm not sure what I want to do. I, I know vision. Well, you've got to identify yourself more clearly. God will give you a vision. It's already established. Now, your specific part in his overall vision, he'll show you, give you more clarity. But it comes easy when you have identity. And when you start walking in your identity, guess what? Provision shows up. Why? It's already part of the plan. He provided for you already because you're his child. Yeah. You got to see it that way. If you don't see it that way, then it's like, it's just pep talk. See, identity is the anchor, like the woman with the issue of blood. Let's go on further. I'm going to share with you about a, a young man. And uh, let's look at this son who rejected his identity connection with his father and later returned after being humbled. Yeah. This is in the, uh, Luke chapter 15. Uh, we'll begin reading in a moment in verse 17, but before I do that, I want to explain a little background. What happened was that the story talks about Jesus talking in red letters, but Jesus is talking explicitly. And he's saying that this young man had two sons, and his younger son decided he wants to leave, and he wanted, he wanted his inheritance, Divide my peace. Give me my, my portion, Father. I'm out of here. And, uh, and I thought about it later. I said, who gives their inheritance when the Father's still alive? Nobody that I know does that. I mean, some could do if they want to, I suppose. But he's, 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 he's kind of demanding it. Now, it doesn't go into details, but we know how things happen, you, you all. He probably had a, a conflict with his father, and they had a little talk. And the dad man said, you know what? You got to leave. Get out of here. And he said, I ain't leaving out my money. <laughs> and his dad said, I'm not there. You're not getting no money. I can see his wife. Baby, give him his money. Go ahead and give it to him. I don't want you fighting this strike. Go ahead and give it to him. Okay? And so he divided the money up. That's Pastor Ed's version. And he went out. And as he went out, he started partying. He got some friends. You know, when you got money, you, got, you attract a lot of friends. <laughs> They want to party with you, and you're spending all the money buying all the food and stuff. And guess what? The story goes how 
He spent all of his money, and then what happened? Then it was a major famine in the land. Think about it. After he spent all of his money, then it was a great famine. Yeah, t- bad timing. Yes, yes, yes. When you're out of the will of God, you often run into bad timing. What, what starts out as a bad situation becomes worse because you're out of the will of God. Now, please follow me. This is what happened. Let's pick up here uh, with this verse 17. Now, what he did, this young man, the son, he went out and got a job because he ran, ran out of money. And he got a job, and the job he got was feeding the slop to the pigs in the pig pen. Now, what you feed pigs is slop. You know the garbage? You know people have dinner and they've kind of stuff they don't want, they put in the garbage and that goes out. They feed, they feed uh, pigs with that food. Yeah. Pigs love it. <laughs> and you know what the Bible said? He was so hungry, he was looking at the pig's food with much hunger and desire. And then we read here in verse 17. But when he came to himself, He said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? Two key things. First, he came to himself. And then he mentions his father got servants eating better than me. (laughs) Come on. I'm I'm going home. Identity. Yes. Now, he got humble, and he realized this is not me. I'm not should be out here living like this. No, no, I'm going home. I'm going to go back to my dad. And there's some of you who have left God. Maybe you're watching today, watching in the family, or thinking about leaving God. No, don't do that. Come back home. We're going to show you, like in this account here, that God will welcome you and restore you. But when you're out there without God, not following him, you're on your own. And the timing is always bad when you're on your own without the help of God. And you walk away from who you identified with. Yes. Don't do that. And so he came to himself. I love this verse, which implies he was out of his mind. He wasn't thinking right. And sometimes Christians, because they haven't identified who they are in Christ like they should, and grown and mature in this area and got the scripture to support It's not just a pep talk. I can do all things. No, you believe that. See, I can do all things through Christ, not through me, not through my degree, not through my money, not through my, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, 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 yes. This is powerful. He came to himself and said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? Now think about it. See, he says, my, my father's hired servants got more than enough, and they're not even a son or a daughter. They got more than enough. You know, he knew, I can, I'll be fed very well going back home to my dad. See, when you understand who you are in Christ, you believe that more than enough belongs to you. Not barely get along. Now, that's where you are right now. We're taking and move forward. But don't settle. 
Don't settle, my friend. You got to realize who you are. I grew up in poverty. My mom was on welfare, good woman. She took care of us. I mean, I didn't realize how poor I was until I got older. But my, my point is that, you know, too often, you know, you may go to a restaurant and you want to add all the food and stuff and save it for the next day. No, go ahead and get some more tomorrow, okay? Because, it, because of your experience. But when you know who you are in Christ, you're somebody new now. You're a new creature in Christ. And you have, once you accept it, you can walk in it and God manifests it in your life. Let yourself be. Let yourself be. Say, I will let myself be. Say, I will let myself be who God created me to be. Look at another passage. Verse 18. He said, I will arise and go to my notice to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. This is huge. Because what's happening here is that <clears throat> I have sinned against heaven and you. Wow. 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 He realized it was sin to not walk in his identity. Yeah. He walked away from identifying with his dad. I'm going to do my thing. Do it my way. Not going to do it your way, Dad. Do it my way. Yeah. He walked away. And notice what he said. He rehearsed it. I love it. He thought about what he would say. <laughs> he thought about what he would say. He said, I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Wow. Yeah. I have sinned against heaven and before you. I will go to my father and say this. You know what? When you want to make up with somebody and restore a relationship, think about what you're going to say. Make sure it's humble enough. Yeah. You know, maybe brother, you know, he got an argument with his wife, left the house and gone for two days, and she said, get out of here. I don't want to see you no more. So you leave in an in a, in a upset, and then you want to come back and say, baby, as opposed to, I'm coming home today. <laughs> you know what? You just, you, 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 just, you, you didn't talk to her right. You disrespected her and just did a few things like that. And then she said, I'm, get out of here. And you left. And then you want to, no, you got to, baby, <laughs> I don't mind. But you, can I come back home? I'll sleep on the couch. I'll sleep in the guest room. Can I just be in the house with you? <laughs> yeah, bring, bring her favorite meal from her favorite restaurant. Oh, yeah. You humble yourself. You think about it. Otherwise, you may make, make the wrong decision, say the wrong things, and you will mess up and make something worse. Yeah. Let's go on. Verse 19. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. Now, this is important. He's a son. Now, he's saying, I, I, don't, I don't have to be, have the corner office again, Dad. <laughs> Just let me work with the other folk. I don't have to be the boss again or supervisor. Just let me work for the company. That's all. Like your hired servants. He's not putting himself down because he knows that the hired servants have plenty of bread. <laughs> okay? <laughs> they were well taken care of. They had good salaries. They had places to stay. Yes, yes. But he was willing to humble himself 
to get back in graces with his father. You see, when you, Bible says, confess your sin. Don't it say, well, forgive me, Lord. No, forget, confess your sin. Yes, humble yourself because he's your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get some insight how to, how to do life better here. But also, it's, it talks about identity. He realized, I have a father I can go to who can help me and restore me and take care of me. Guess what? You have a father like that too. In fact, even better. Even better. If you will humble yourself and come back to him or just come to him. You see, if you have walked away from your heavenly father connection, you can humble yourself and return home. Your father will restore you. Yeah, he'll restore you, my friend. This is part of the story insight. He'll restore you when you recognize who you belong to. <laughs> yeah. He will restore you because he realized about his father when he's out there in the slop in the pig pen and he's about to eat some of that slop food and he realized, wait a minute, he came to himself. In other words, he recognized who he was. I got a father. And his servants did better than me and even better than me. I'm going to go home. <laughs> yes. Too often we don't tap into the promises and the blessings of God because we haven't really embraced. Even when it's tough, we haven't embraced who we are and what we have a right to, to receive from our father. Because he loves you. He loves you very much. And he's there for you. Verse 20. Yes, yes, yes. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a, a long way off, I can see his father now. A long way off, his father saw him and, and felt compassion. And he ran and embraced him and kissed him. This is huge. See the story. Once he identified himself as with his father, he began to turn and, and, and go home. Yes, go toward his father. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace. When you, when, when you realize who, who, who you are, you go to your heavenly father. And as he began to come home, his dad saw him. Now, this is, my, this is Pastor Ed's version. because I, I, My idea is that he probably had an issue with his son about asking for the inheritance. And probably his wife was mad that, you know, because of you, my boy is gone. <laughs> you know what? How many, how many holidays have we had and he hadn't been there? You know, what? Well, because of you. So the dad was looking every day for him. <laughs> yeah. So he's out there in the field looking. And he saw his son. Oh, that's, that's my boy. I know that walk anyway. Yeah, yeah. He, he knew the walk. Far away. See, God's looking for you to come home. He's looking for you to tap in. He knows you're suffering. He knows it's difficult. But he's looking to you to recognize you're his child and come to him. And when you start coming to him, he'll see you and he'll receive you. <laughs> yes, when you know who you are, who you belong to. Yes, that's for those of us who grew up without a family and a lot of father and mother and so forth and, you know, dysfunctional situation. I get it. But that's in the past. That's who, you, that's who your situation described you. Now, God describes you differently in Christ. Now, embrace it. 
Embrace who you are and walk it out. I'll say it again. Embrace who you are, my friend, and walk it out. It says in verse 20, And he rose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and, and felt compassion, and he ran and embraced and kissed him. Wow. Wow. Verse 21. And when the son said, then the, and the son said to him, Father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. He said exactly what he rehearsed. This is important. He said exactly what he thought about. He thought about how he would repent, how he would humble himself. It wasn't random. It wasn't left up to chance. Let me see how my dad, if he acts right, I'll, I'll say this. You know what? God. See, you're intentional. This is powerful, too, because he knew if he humbled himself, he knew his dad would receive him. <laughs> That's why he said, I'm not worthy to be called your son. That's all your dad and mom want you to do, my friend, and your boss. You know, you'd be late a lot, act like, you know, then it wasn't happening and stuff. You just apologize, it won't happen anymore. Forgive me, sir. I'll do better. I'm a... Just humble yourself. Yeah. It's gone. It is, it is sin to reject your Christ identity. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Because you have rejected God's plan for your life. It's based on who you are. God has a plan for his children. And so the plan is, is, is for the children of God. And so the plan is not just accomplish things and, and just do things for God, but have a life in God. This is where we get our name Zoe from. Zoe is the Greek word. It means the God kind of life. It means the abundant life. So God wants you to have an abundant life. Jesus says, I come, I come to, that you may have life, Zoe, and have it, Zoe, abundantly. He could have just said, I'll be happy with that. He, he, could, have, he could have just said, I'll give you Zoe, the God kind of life. Oh, thank you. I, I love it. He said, you have a whole lot of that, abundant. But you got to know who you are, though, because things happen. They come against us to try to destroy our faith and who we are in Christ or even not learn it at all. Yeah, that's where maturity comes in. The maturity in who you are in Christ. Not just only peace and, and, and patience and long-suffering. Those are fruit of the Spirit and loving. That's all very important. But your maturity in who you are is important. you got to grow into this. As you grow, you start finding out, I'm beloved. I'm forgiven. Yes, yes, yes. I'm an heir. Yes. Join heir with Jesus Christ. you got to be comfortable with that. That's who you are. Yes. You're not a pauper. You're not an old worm. Not the scum of the earth. You're a child of the living God. Now, you don't have to act like you brag about it. Just recognize and settle it, y'all. Come on. Just settle it in your heart and walk it out. Hmm. When you humble yourself and acknowledge your sin, your heavenly Father will restore you. Let's read verse 22. But the Father said to his servants when he came home, He's excited, kissed his son. He said this, bring quickly the best robe 
and put it on him. Notice the best robe. Come on. Now, he'd been out there, spent all of his money in the pig pen, probably stinking a little bit, okay? All of his friends are gone that he, that he partied with. And he, he said he came to himself. And his dad said, he told his servants, find and give him the best robe. See, when you come to God like that, he'll give you his best, my friend. He don't beat you up. You're his, you're his child and he's your father. Notice he kissed his son. Yes, affection, appreciation. Glad he's home. <laughs> you know, the angels rejoice when one person comes to Christ. Yeah, you come back where you belong. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. It says, but the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put on him. And then he says, put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. The ring, the jewelry is important. It's about status. He belongs. He's belonged to me. <laughs> I'm sure the servants don't have a bunch of rings on them. Yeah, yeah. But the children do. Yeah, they have the gold to recognize they're part of the family. Yes, yes. Yeah, we treat the servants right, but they're part of the family. So you're family, my friend. Yes. Please follow because this story is huge. Many of you know it, but we're going to know it. Read it in the context of identity. Verse 13, and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. I, I say it this way, and party. <laughs> yeah. But notice the fatted calf. You know, like nice turkey dinner, big turkey, yeah, 20-pounder. <laughs> the grandmama, mama makes real good. Yeah, that one, yeah. The one we like. It wasn't even holiday yet. <laughs> Bring out the turkey. Bring out the fatted calf. Yes, 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 yes. Verse 24. For this my son was dead. Wow. I thought I lost him. I thought I'd never see him again the way he talked to me and the way I talked to him. I said, get out of my house. I don't, get out, I won't ever see you again. He could have said that. Maybe the son may have said it. But he felt his son was dead. He knew he wasn't physically dead. He was dead in terms of his mind. He's out of my life. Isn't that how some people treat other people? You're like dead to me. Yeah. Sometimes when you meet him in the room, you're like dead to me. I don't want to talk to you. It's been five years. I don't want to talk. Don't go by the house. I don't want to talk to you. That's not identity in Christ, my friend. You got to let it go. Let, let yourself be loving, forgiving, if you want to walk in who God's called you to be. Because it's not just about you. It's about the legacy and the people watching you. Nieces and nephews and other people seeing you, how you walk and who you are. Or we go to church and we don't represent. God forbid we do that. We're church folk and don't represent. That's why folk mad at Christians too often. We don't represent. But the day's going to be a new day for all of us, my friend. When you understand and embrace who you are in Christ. Verse 24. He said, this is my son who was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. Now, the older brother, he had an older brother. The older brother who remained faithful was offended. Yeah, he was offended at how graciously his father embraced his younger brother who had sinned against him. Now, so his dad 
had the servants get the meal. I say turkey, but you know, fatted calf. I say turkey because like turkey, Christmas, turkey dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, you got to spread, my friend. I want to get the image. The fatted calf had a spread with it. Yams, hot water, cornbread, <laughs> monkey bread. Come on, talk to me. Nice, good dressing, the way your mama like it. With all, yeah, yeah, all that and then some. Sweet potato pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a spread. Now, that wasn't like every, every day, but that's for a special occasion. So, uh, so his older brother heard the music and the party going on. So he asked one of the servants in the field, what's going on, man? Oh, you didn't, hear, you didn't hear about that? Hear about what? Your younger brother, you know, the one that cussed your dad out, talked about him like a dog, and got his inheritance and left? Well, he's back now. And his dad's throwing a party for him. He said, what? Throwing a party for my younger brother, the way he treated him? Oh, he was angry. He was offended. Sometimes... We don't, we don't want to rejoice because we don't understand our own identity. Listen, my friend. When we, under, when we don't understand our, our identity, we get mad at the folk who get the grace of God, who get blessed by God after they live wrong and did right, wrong. And God accepts them. And then now they're moving forward. And you're still the same. And there's a reason why you, that's the case. We'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah, it's how you see yourself. It's how you see yourself, my friend. Other folk are progressing, even though they had a you know, few bumps in the road. They're still being blessed now. They got back on the road with God. And here you are, still the same. Why? It's how you see yourself. You won't let yourself be all that God's called you to be. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I'm not trying to put you down. If it doesn't apply to you, don't, then don't take offense to it. Just, just, but if it does apply, take it and receive it and walk in it. The truth. Look at verse 25. It says here, Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and, grew, and drew near to the house, he heard the music and dancing. So it wasn't just food. They were, they were partying and dancing. It was, it was a big celebration. Verse 28. But, but he was angry when he heard about the details and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. The word entreat means to really ask him, come on in, come on, son, come on. Probably grabbed his arm, come on. No, I'm not going. Come, come on, son, come on. And then he says this, verse 29. But he answered his father, look, look, these many years I have served you. Say, I have served you. That's the key word. These many years I have served you. And I never uh, disobeyed your command. I followed your instructions, Dad. Yet you never gave me a young goat, never, never gave me a, a nice dinner like this that I might celebrate with my friends. And here your son took all your money, wasted it with those prostitutes, and now you're going to throw a party for him too? I don't get it. Keep reading. Verse 30. But when the son of, your, of, of yours came who has devoured your property with prostitutes. I, I wonder how do he know that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, keep, keep, all right, stay focused. <laughs> how do you know he was devouring his money with prostitutes, man? Come on. 
Maybe he sent a messenger to spy on him. Maybe to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop. We're in church. Stop. <laughs> Verse 30. But when this son of yours, you know, a little sarcastic, this son of yours came and has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the, the fatty calf for him. Mm. You know what the Bible says? Let's read it. Verse 31 is the key verse, the final one. His father responded, and he said to him, Son, son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. Come on, come on, come on. He said, what are you mad about? You could, if you wanted a party, I would have thrown you one. You never asked for one. Come on. God. You see, when you, Notice the key word in verse 29. I served you well and was obedient. He saw himself as a servant, not as a son. You're going to get this today. Too often we as Christians, we want to serve. And yet you should serve. But my point is that you're trying to earn your way into a status. When you're born in it, you don't have to earn it, just walk in it. Yeah, you got to walk in it. So he was trying to, yeah, he should do a good job, be professional and, and manage the farm and all that, no problem. But that's not who you are, though. Yeah, you're my son. You have access that other folk don't have. He said, oh, he said you're always with me, and all, everything I have belongs to you. All you had to do is ask. That's why that son who acted up, acted up, he, when he came to his right mind, like some, some folk watching me today, you come on your right mind now who you are in Christ, you're going to start asking a whole lot and walking in who you are now. I'm going to go to my dad, and I'm going to act like, I'm going to say that yeah, I, I repent and I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is powerful, my friend. You see, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. All he had to do was ask. Some things we don't ask what we want. We ask for what well, we settle. Well, I would ask for a nicer car, mom or dad, but I, you know, I don't want to put a burden on you. Now, if you don't have much money, I understand. But when you got a family that got plenty of money, why ask for something that, you know, a, a, a 10-year-old car when you can get, get you a brand new one? Yeah. Well, I promised to our children when they graduate from college, get a degree, I buy them a car. That's what I did. Yeah, that's what I did. They picked it out, and, and we bought it. You see, my friend, this is so huge that too often uh, it's part of the frustration that Christians have, and everything is tied to identity. That's why you're called Christian. You identify with Christ. But not just in name only, not in just in name only, but in how you live your life. If it's just in name only, then the lifestyle and how we may act and treat people and treat ourselves and don't fulfill purpose in our lives because life had happened to us and we're afraid now, we're timid, you know, we're, we don't, all these things that happen, we understand, they happen, they're real. But when you know who you are and you believe it, oh. And that's what that lady did with this your blood. I'm a daughter of Abraham. I'm coming to get my healing. And what Jesus did, he acknowledged that. 
this sister. He said, sister, you're, because you, you recognize you're a daughter of Abraham, you have faith in the fact that you are a daughter of Abraham and your identity, your faith in who you are in, in Abraham, got your healing. That's what he said. Your faith made you whole. What faith? Faith in who she believed she was had a right to healing. When you know who you are in Christ and what you have a right to, your faith will get you there. Let's finish up. The key difference between the two brothers, the younger identified himself as a son and the older identified himself as a servant. My question to you, which one are you? Which one have you been acting like? A servant or a son? I'll share with you later. It's in Galatians chapter 4. You read the first seven verses. A little homework for you. It's very explicit. When Jesus talked about how Jesus came and what he did for us, and we adopted into the family of God, that you're no longer a servant but a son. Yes. No longer a servant but a son. No longer a servant but a son. We talk a lot about in church about serving the Lord. We should do things, walk in our ministry. That's serving God, his purpose. But we are, our status is we are sons. We're not servants. That's not our status. Read your Bible, Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. That's your homework. You're no longer servants. You're sons and daughters <laughs> of God. And when you get that, it will heal all kind of problems in your life. It will heal you. You got to let it go deep. Let it go deep. And once you believe it and settle it, devil talk to the hand. I used to be that way. I'm not that way no more. I'm a child of God, and I act like I am now. So today, you can be restored to your eternal destiny by embracing your identity in Christ. I want to give you an opportunity, my friend, to receive Jesus right now. He's good. You may have walked away from him. You may have denied him. You may have tried another religion, trying things out. I get it. I've gone through a phase like that as well. Want to become a black Muslim. <clears throat> then I realized God don't hate people. <laughs> He's not a hater. So, that, so I, I, I had to let that go. And I, and I knew that based on my Christian experience in church. I knew God is love. But the Muslims were about hate. The black Muslims were about hate. Hating white people. Hate. And I knew, realized that's not of God. And I was looking for the truth. I didn't want to be a Christian. I feel like they were too weak. They didn't represent properly. I'm looking for some other God, some God somewhere else. Until God began to show me and led me back to the church through a Bible study. I gave my life to Jesus as a young college student. I think about sometimes I could have died out there in those streets, my friend. When the Crips started out of my high school at George Washington High School, Crips were all over at the parties, the sh shooting and stuff. One time I was at a party at a, at a, at a Catholic school and, a, and, a, and a, a fight broke out with my cousin and myself. Want to take his leather coat, which is my leather coat, <laughs> okay. And I, wanted, I, I, I wanted my leather coat and I stepped up to say something. He said, who are you? Oh, he's, uh, he's my cousin. They said, that's cool, too. The fight broke out, and they started fighting. They said, kill him, kill him, kill him. I didn't know God. I didn't know God. 
It was a grace of God. I ran for my life. My cousin did too. Jumped over a fence. Dogs. I don't care about the dog. I, I don't want to get shot. And they're walking by trying to find us. I think about the mercy of God in my life. I think about the mercy of God. I think about the mercy of God. I could have died out there in those streets, my friend. But I came back to God. And so what, when I came back, I'm all in. I ain't going back out there no more. I got to a good church like Zoe, and it taught me about who I was in Christ. When I discovered that, I said, God, I'm all in. I'm not looking nowhere else. I'm wearing my lovely wife. I'm not looking for nobody else. I got me a good wife. I ain't going nowhere, my friend. See, when you know what you got, you don't go nowhere looking for something else. Why do Christians do that? They don't know who they are. I'm not going to put you down. You got to settle it and learn about it, and your life will be much easier. Easier. You have challenges at the time, but you overcome them. That's why you're called an overcomer. You got stuff to overcome. But you're not always on the, gr and, and on the ground being, being beat up, worried. That's not God's way. You are a son, so come back home. Yes, come on, my friend, like I did. Come on back home. He'll receive you in his arms and a kiss. Yeah. He'll receive you with his arms and a kiss. And those who are ready to receive Christ for the first time, come on, my friend. It's okay. It's always it's just good to be the first time and let it be the last time. <laughs> Repeat after me. Dear Father God, I come to you just as I am. I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth, that Jesus Christ is now my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, <laughs> for saving me. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. Thank you, Father, for filling me with the Holy Spirit that I may grow and learn more about who I am in Christ. With that, if you made a decision to receive Christ, let us know with the information on the screen. But also, get connected to our church, no matter where you may be in the world. I had a group Zoom call just yesterday with leaders and pastors from Malawi. No matter where you may be watching us, you can tap into some of our life groups and some of our various Zoom events and connect virtually. We have ministry for you, my friend. We had a wonderful marriage uh, gathering this week. Powerful, very insightful. Yes, I learned a few things myself. My wife and I, it was powerful. You see, that's how we grow. Because too often marriage problems occur because individuals in that marriage don't recognize who they are. So they don't treat one another properly. Because the way they treat one another is how they feel about themselves. Yeah. There's a hurt and pain, misunderstanding, putting themselves down. So my friend, I want you to find a good church home, and we're a good one. You can be part of our church family, Zoe Christian Fellowship here in Whittier. 
but you can be anywhere in the world and connect virtually until we're able to come back together soon. I thank God for you here, my friend, coming to join us. But before we close, I want to minister healing to you. That's part of my ministry, to minister healing to the sick. I'm anointed to heal the sick. It's not my anointing. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But when I got called, God said, I would, I'd anointed you to heal the sick. So if you're, if you're sick or have an affliction in your body, this, maybe it's your television, your device, your laptop, your tablet, let that be the point of contact. If you're able to hear only, then just believe God right now. Whatever's wrong with you, whatever you're dealing with, no matter, no matter where you may be, believe your healing is yours right now. Believe God's healing for you. It was done already on the cross. Just count it as done. Yes. Yes. Like that pastor. He was hurting. God said, get up and start walking. He could have said, it's hurting too much, my lungs. But he kept walking. See, when you know what you got, like the lady pressed in, you may have to press in a little bit, my friend. It's that faith working in you. When you know it's yours, you keep pressing in. Maybe it's one step at a time. Press in. In the name of Jesus, I speak life to you. I speak healing to you. Receive it now, my friend, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In the name of Jesus. Yes, he's your healer. And even in your heart, to heal the broken hearts. Yes. And prepare to go back home to your wife or to your husband, to your parents, to your mother, your father. Just say, Mom, Dad, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Yes. Yes, yes. Forgive me. Yes. Let God restore your heart. Heal your heart. Yes, heal your heart. Receive your healing. Yeah, migraines. Might have been healed of migraine right now. Be whole. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mm, yes, God is healing. Yes. Let's receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Maybe someone watching say, I'm, I'm good. It's not for you right now. But use your faith. Join your faith with our faith. God's ministering healing right now. Yes, receive your healing. Your eyes been blurry. Yes. Receive your healing. Yes. You want to go to the doctor, you may do that, but receive your healing now. Receive your healing now. Put your hand over your eyes and receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, behold. Well, my friend, Enjoy your wonderful day. Go in peace and walk in your true identity in Christ. Talk about speaking truth to power. Speak truth to yourself, who you are in Christ. I love you. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next Sunday.